Welcome to the Shine Within Podcast. I'm your host, Gina Kunarian, and I am so grateful that you are here. I'm a wife, mother of three boys, certified massage therapist, and an alcohol-free sobriety coach who helps driven women break through their alcohol dependency without the traditional 12-step program. Each week, I will bring you inspiring guests with focus on mindset, health, and spirituality, providing you the tips and tools to help you create unshakable confidence, clarity, and energy so you can unleash your creative potential and live the life of your dreams alcohol-free. So tune in for some fun, and if you are ready to shine, welcome. Because you're listening today, I want to give you a gift. It is my six-step blueprint to living alcohol-free. This is what I've used, the steps that I've taken (laughs) without AA, so that way I can live a healthy, sober life. Text the word GIFT at 1-855-649-6196. Again, that's GIFT at 1-855-649-6196. Enjoy today's show. Welcome back to the Shine Within podcast. You're listening to Gina Kunarian here, and I have a very special guest here, Ingrid Budge. She is a dear, and I just love her accent. She's a beautiful woman inside and out, all the way from South Africa here, uh, with 20 years plus uh, years growing multi-million brands. She actually helps call it fempreneurs, <laughs> which is like female entrepreneurs get clarity on their brands and strategically grow their businesses. So I love to learn more about you. Thank you so much, Ingrid, for just joining my podcast today. Thanks, Gina. I'm so delighted to be chatting to you today. I've been looking forward to this. I know we're going to have a great discussion because you are such an inspirational Fempreneur, you're right, that's female entrepreneurs. And my brand is all about inspiring females to grow their businesses. And I so believe that when we support one another, we inspire others to also want to grow businesses. So anything that I can share to help you do that and help the listeners do that, I'm totally here for you. Well, thank you so much. Yes, I was just with my children before this podcast, and I have three kids, right? And here I am, busy mom, waking up in the morning, cooking for the husband and making breakfast for all the kids, which, by the way, they all have different preferences in food. One wanted just a sausage sandwich. One wanted grits with uh, eggs, scrambled eggs. One wants, wants tortilla, scrambled eggs with sausage, and then some hash browns. And so I'm like a very busy mother, but yet I still have my business. How would you describe someone like me? Like, how would you help a woman like me who is a busy mom? grow their business while handling their kids at home. (laughs) Gina, I totally feel your pain. I also have three very fussy eaters in my home. And after a while, I felt like I was actually cooking five different meals every single evening. So I get where you're coming from. And at the end of the day, I think mums in general are so busy. And then you get working mums who have to deal with all of the family stuff and their business. And you know what? I mean, you know this. It can get really, really overwhelming. And I know that today we're going to be chatting about moving from overwhelmed to overjoyed. And that really is about learning to focus. I think that as entrepreneurs, a lot of us started off with a dream. 
a dream of wanting to have our own businesses, of wanting to give back or fulfilling a purpose, which is so, so awesome. Because I think that when you have that burning desire in your heart, you need to actually make it happen. But I think that we come out of those starting blocks with so much energy and so much enthusiasm. And you know how it goes. There comes a time eventually where suddenly you feel totally overwhelmed. And I think that's true for every single person that's been in business. And whether you've been in business for a year or 20 years, those times of overwhelm definitely come. It certainly came for me. So I started my core business, which is called Metamorphosis, over 20 years ago. And the first four years were really, really hard work. And eventually I was just absolutely, totally overwhelmed. And I think that as entrepreneurs, when we don't have guidance, we are trying all sorts of different things to try and grow our businesses. And there are so many options out there. We tend to kind of look around at what other people are doing and go, well, maybe I should try that or maybe I should try this. And then there are a lot of other distractions and kind of shiny new objects. You know, Instagram goes from launching posts to IGTV to reels to stories and so it goes on and every platform is constantly throwing new ideas at you so after a while there's that whole feeling of well where do I turn to and when that overwhelm sets in that's kind of when the joy goes out the window I always say to ladies that that overwhelm will come and you need to be able to kind of hit the pause button and just Check yourself and then decide where to from here. And what I certainly learned along the way, Gina, and you might have experienced this yourself, is that there comes a time when you are so overwhelmed and this just doesn't seem worth it anymore. You know, I was very blessed in growing my business initially and it honestly took off better than I could ever have expected. But even when the money was coming in and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so blessed. I'm so humbled. There came a time where I thought, I don't care how much money I make in this business. I've had enough. My life is not worth this. I, I can't do this anymore. I was kind of waking up in the middle of the night. I had chest pains. I, oh, it was just such a bad spot to be. And I think that everyone goes to that. I remember that I used to come home and at my front door, I had sort of two big, it was like shrubs, you know, like big trees in, in pots next to my front door. I used to call them my trouble trees. And I used to go, I need to leave my troubles and my challenges and my work issues at the door because I can't walk inside there and be a mum and a wife and deal with my family when I'm carrying all that baggage. So I used to kind of mentally dump my troubles on my trouble trees. Needless to say, they actually died. So clearly there were a lot of those troubles. But once I learned to actually focus and not be looking at all sorts of ways to grow my business, that's actually when things became so much clearer for me. And at the heart of that is strategy. So as you were saying, I'm a business growth strategist and I'm all about strategy because I've learned that when you have a strategy then the overwhelm goes out the door because strategy teaches you to focus and to focus on the right things at the right time and in the right order. You also then focus on the things that really move the needle in your business. 
what I often find with my clients at Working Women's World is that they're trying lots of different things. And actually, you're diluting your efforts and your energy. And by doing lots of little things, you don't really move the needle very far forward because all that effort's diluted. But when you focus on fewer big things, that's when you see business growth really starting to happen. So even with coaches and consultants, so often they might have, let's say, a signature program or a signature course, group coaching program, whatever it might be. They put that out there um, and then go, gosh, I'm not making enough money from that. So maybe I should start doing one-on-ones. Maybe I should do, start doing some short courses as well. Maybe I should have like a high ticket membership and suddenly they're doing too many things rather than focusing on just one. So yes, my, my favorite word is focus. I have a signature program called the Focus for Growth Formula because I learned in my business that, as I said, focusing on the right things and having a strategy to grow is what gets you to that seven figure business. And so that's what I teach in that particular focus for growth formula. Wow, you're such a blessing then. I I wish I knew you before because I always got stuck. I, I remember me just kind of being pulled in all directions. You know, I'm a massage therapist. I'm a stay-at-home mom as well. And then I, I was in a network, um, network marketing and I felt like I was being pulled in these different directions because I was working at the Four Seasons and I was then thinking, well, should I just have my own massage business? Should I just go to the client's homes or have them come to my house? I'm like, oh, okay, I wouldn't work if they came to my house and have the children here. <laughs> but, and then at the network marketing, I'm like, well, it's all health products. I can be doing that. And, but then I'm like, no, I'm missing something. I'm missing something. And I think that what you do is beautiful because we get trapped we get stuck and we don't have anybody to guide us where we need to go and I want to talk a little bit about your butterfly effect in business uh I love it because you know I I always I have this little cartoon meme it's really cute and it says there's you have a butterfly and then you have a caterpillar and then the caterpillar talks to the butterflies oh well you've changed he's all well aren't we supposed to (laughs) you know I love that (laughs) I don't know if you've seen it, but it's so cute. But can you just talk a little bit about your butterfly effect in business? Sure, Gina. You know what? As you quoted that saying, I have seen that there are so many beautiful butterfly quotes. And in fact, one of the quotes that I often hang on to, it's not linked to my butterfly effect, but it's so linked to entrepreneurship is a quote. And unfortunately, I don't know who initially said it. So author unknown, but it says, If you're not afraid of what life brings, then endings are beginnings of beautiful things. And I quote that so often because for a lot of people who start their entrepreneurial journey, often it's because they've lost their jobs. And, you know, that ending is traumatic for a lot of people and the uncertainty and that sense of loss and just the shock that comes with it and the worry of, well, where's my next paycheck going to come from is certainly very daunting. But that's where that quote is so amazing, you know, to really step up and have the courage to then start a business. So if anyone's listening and they're thinking, oh, I'd love to start a business, don't be scared because endings are beginnings of, of beautiful things. And the butterfly is a great example of that. Coming back to your question, though, Gina. So you see, I need to focus on the topic and the question. <laughs> Better practice what I preach. Um, 
So yes, when I started Working Women's World, which actually was about the end of 2019, that was really driven by a burning passion and desire and I guess a purpose because my core business, which is called Metamorphosis, as I said, I started over 20 years ago and was very blessed to be able to grow that business. And it's an awesome business. It still runs today. It's a big consulting business. I've got a great team. I have awesome clients around the world. I get to work on really big brands with exciting projects that are so rewarding. But in about 2019, I kind of came to a point where I thought, what am I going to say to my grandchildren? You know, I what did I do? Well, I managed to help big companies sell another slab of chocolate, another bag of washing powder, another box of cereal, which is great. But I kind of felt that I needed to give more. And that's really where Working Woman's World came from because I'm an entrepreneur at heart. I actually started my first business when I was six years old. So that's always been who I am. I did work in corporate for about eight years, but I came back to being an entrepreneur again. And I just felt that I've been given so many opportunities. Um, and over the years, I've experienced so much. I've built my expertise and my heart lies with entrepreneurs. So I really wanted to give back. So initially with Working Women's World, I started just doing pro bono work. And then I realized that, Obviously, doing that work took my eye off my main business. And I thought, if I really want to grow Working Women's World, I need to monetize it. So over the last few years, I've started to put more focus on that as a brand and a business. But I think for me, Working Women's World is what gets me out of bed in the mornings because it is where my heart lies. It is my passion. And as you know, my purpose with Working Women's World is what I call the butterfly effect in business. And that's really centered around my philosophy that women inspire other women in this life and in business. And so, you know, I always talk about wanting to help women succeed in business. And it's not just about helping them to grow a business. I really, really want you as an entrepreneur and anyone else listening to succeed because I so believe that your success touches lives. In fact, every day without you even knowing it, you inspire so many people. Gina, I know you do because your story is just phenomenal and you touch so many lives, but it's true for any, everyone. You know, even if you don't have a deeply moving story, the fact that you get up, you show up and you keep going every day, there are people out there that are watching you, that are inspired by you. And so, I really believe that if we as entrepreneurs can inspire others, there'll be women out there that will look at you and go, wow, if she can do it, maybe I can too. And you'll inspire them to want to start their own business. So I kind of see it as this whole ripple effect of inspiring female entrepreneurs that help other women to become financially independent. And at the heart of that lies my whole fight against gender-based violence, because as you know, Gina, gender-based violence is something that is, it's a global issue. I obviously live in Africa, and I know that it's a big problem here. And I mean, there's a woman raped apparently every 25 seconds in the country that I live in, which is horrific when you think of it. And so you understand my passion and desire to fight that. And I've sadly also been a victim of sexual abuse. And 
I've been attacked three times in my life. I've been fortunate enough to be able to, to go to therapy and to be able to deal with it. And I know that there will be listeners here that have experienced similar things because very sadly, there's so much of it around. And I think the good thing for me is that it's taken me years to heal. And I can honestly say that I feel like maybe you get to a point where you've healed, but there are scars and then you just learn to live with those. But just like you've done, Gina, for me, it's about taking a really awful situation or situations and being able to get to a point where eventually you can turn them around and use them for good. And so for me, it's about those horrible incidences. Now I can actually help other women. And before anyone admires me in any way, please don't, because I still really battle to come face to face with other women who have experienced similar things to me because gosh, it just, it hurts too much. I'm a total empath. And I know Gina, when I heard your story, I was in tears. And so I'm just really useless like that. But I realized that what do I have? You know, I do have great expertise. I've had great experiences. This is my talent. Being an entrepreneur and helping other entrepreneurs is really my God-given talent and what I can use in the situation. So that's what I do. There are people that are much better than I am that actually kind of get involved in counseling and all of that. And, and I'm honest enough to say I can't go there, but this is what I can do. So as I was saying, for me, being able to help other people, females particularly, grow their businesses and inspire others, I absolutely believe that other women out there who are in horrible situations that they can't get out of will hopefully get that financial freedom to make choices, to get themselves out of those situations. So, so ultimately, that's what my Butterfly Effect in Business is about. And my whole approach to helping women deal with or get out of those gender-based violence situations. So that's what gets me out of bed every morning. I still love what I do at Metamorphosis. And as I say, so privileged to work on great brands. But when I'm able to help a female entrepreneur grow her business, it's it's such a big win for me because I feel like I'm just a small part of helping change lives of people that I probably don't even know, you know? So um, yes, it's just a privilege to be able to do that. And it really makes my heart beat. Oh, I love that, Ingrid. It's so beautiful because you actually, you don't play a small part. You are a huge part of a women's transformation because, I mean, as women, we don't feel like, we're good enough. Well, some of them, speaking for myself, maybe <laughs> like I never felt like I was good enough. You know, I was a college dropout because <clears throat> uh, I was partying and drinking and just ruining my life. But as I got sober and started realizing my worth and got my dignity back and knowing that, hey, I'm a loving soul and I have a gift to give to the world as well. Even though it took me a while to find figure that out, and that's where you come in. <laughs> that's why I say I wish I would have known you a long time ago. And um, but without me even having a college degree, I I was able to transform my life and completely change and help other women, like you said, help other women find out who they are and know that they are worth it as well, and they can do it too. And I'm noticing a lot more females are getting saying goodbye to the corporate America world or the corporate world and 
trying to figure out what their passions are, what they love to do. So that way they can make a business out of it and then help others, just like what you're doing. And I think that's such a beautiful thing. (laughs) So I appreciate you. Thank you. (laughs) Oh, thanks, Gina. And you know what? I think that that whole feeling of doubting oneself and feeling like, well, I don't have a college degree or I don't have an MBA is what we all experience. And it's that imposter syndrome that everyone speaks about. You know, there's, we always, and I think women are worse than men. We tend to doubt ourselves when actually you don't need the college degree or anything like that. You just need to be you and show up. And in fact, Gina, this is new, but I'm actually busy writing a book at the moment exactly about that because I so believe that all women have a special gift and have so much to give. And whether you've worked in corporate, whether you've been in senior management, it doesn't actually matter. It's about really finding out what you want to do with your life. And I think you're so right. There are so many women leaving the corporate world because I think for a lot of women, especially when you have a family, it's so hard to juggle a family and a corporate career. And I'm not saying it can't be done. And I hugely admire those that can do it. But for a lot of women, what is awesome is that these days we have those choices. And like you said, you don't need to have the degree or whatever. You can get in there and do it. And you know what I love is that, especially in this digital world, the online world, there are so many people that will help you along the way. You know, I'm one of them. You're one of them, Gina. There's so many women that we know that do the same. That whole woman supporting woman in business movement is just amazing. It's so great to be a part of that. And so even if you're starting out your business and you don't have money to spend on doing some kind of course or diploma, whatever it is, there's enough free information out there and enough people that will help you grow that business, which is just It's awesome to be a part of that. And it's so wonderful to listen to success stories of how women have succeeded against hugely challenging circumstances. It so can be done. Yes, it can be done. And I wanted, I forgot to say, well, thank you for sharing your story too. It's very sad that I didn't realize every 25 seconds there is a rape over there. That, that, that breaks my heart. And that's why I appreciate what you do is helping and empowering these women to to leave those types of circumstances or in those environments so that that way they can just change and like, like your business turn into a nice butterfly from a caterpillar. (laughs) Now I want to talk a little bit about overwhelmed to overjoyed. And I know like you were, we were talking about this earlier that often women who are starting a business kind of like want to just give up right away because we feel like we're, we're being pulled too many directions or if we're learning so many different things, that we just want to not try anything at all and just like, forget it. It's way too much work. (laughs) What would you tell to a female entrepreneur who is struggling with being overwhelmed constantly? Like, what are some tips or advice you can give them? Gina, for me, there, there are three main things. The first one is to look at your business and ensure that you have the key business building blocks in place. And that's really about forming a firm foundation for growth. What I so often find is that people will jump into business and go, so I've got my brand name, got my logo, built my website, and now I'm ready to go. And those are not 
building blocks for a business at all. So there are key things like understanding your niche and really understanding your target market's needs and desires and putting together an offering that really meets those needs in a very relevant way. It's also about building a brand so that you get your messaging right, so that you attract the right clients. And there are various others as well. But once you've got that firm foundation in place, now you're ready to look at growing. It's a bit like saying you can't extend or do renovations to your home if you don't have a good foundation. It's the same thing in business. So instead of trying all sorts of things and getting totally overwhelmed, go back to the basics. Get those building blocks in place. Then secondly, look at a strategy. As I said, a strategy teaches you to focus. Focus on fewer things that will move the needle. So in other words, you end up working less, but you actually grow more because you're focusing on the right things. And then the third big thing is action, putting together an action plan, which is obviously guided by your strategy. And then, you know, for a lot of people, they will try new things. There's this whole infocrastination thing where you're learning a lot of stuff, but you're actually doing nothing about it. So that implementation is key, but you want a plan that is guided by a strategy. So you're not throwing too much into your plan. There are fewer things, again, that will actually get the job done. So it's really those three things. A firm foundation, a strategy that teaches you to focus on the big things that will move the needle, and then an action plan to actually put it into place to help you reach your goals. So that's what I teach overall and what I've learned, that you can actually grow your business faster by doing less as long as you focus. That's wonderful. And then you do offer a membership, is that correct? It's called, I think, the Butterfly Cocoon Membership. Can you talk a little bit about what that is? Sure, thanks, Gina. And I'd love to invite any of the listeners here to come and join our Butterfly Cocoon. My Butterfly Cocoon is a monthly membership, and it is obviously for female entrepreneurs who are in business. Really what it involves is weekly business advice that I share with the ladies in the membership, as well as a monthly masterclass. We will teach all of those principles that I just discussed now. On top of that, we often have guest experts come in as a bonus to come and share their expertise. And then there's obviously all the other ladies in the community that support one another, that answer questions, that help you grow, that, that are there for you. So it's a low ticket membership because, again, what I have found is with high ticket memberships, often you can get totally overwhelmed. There's just, yes, you pay more, but there's just so much and you've got to focus on all the stuff being thrown at you and running your business, where this is much more of a low ticket membership with, as I said, just weekly bite-sized pieces of learning that you can action and implement every week to slowly grow your business. And we do that together. So if anyone is interested in joining us, all you need to do is go to www.world dot biz so that's obviously working women's world so www.world.biz and that will click you right through to all the information that you might need beautiful i may have to check that out for myself because i'm always looking to grow and just to be a better female entrepreneur and what i'm always finding trouble is finding finding the right clients where we actually have 
perfect synergy <laughs> together, <laughs> you know, and, um, you know, I'm doing podcasts and I am doing reels. I mean, I have clients, so don't get me wrong, but I'm just saying for someone who, when I started off, it was very challenging. What would you say <laughs> to the old Gina? What is the best strategy to find clients? Gina, I think what you're doing and what I see you doing is a great strategy because what I definitely see you doing is starting to focus on this particular area where you are at now. Because as you said, you're so multi-talented. There's so much that you can offer, but you've honed it down into this one particular area. And I think that for you going forward, the main thing, if you want to attract the right clients or clients that you resonate with, it's learning to use their words and their language in in all your messaging. Because what you want to do is you want people to hear your messaging and go, oh, Gina totally gets it. She gets me. She understands me. She's the person that I want to be working with. And so if you can articulate your ideal client's problems in a way that resonates, that's when you attract them. Because at the end of the day, there are lots of people out there offering all sorts of advice, but you sometimes just, as you say, click with that person and you resonate with them. So it is all about the messaging and the language that you use. And then secondly, your offer or your solution, packaging it in such a way that people go, that's it. That's exactly what I'm actually looking for. You know, to give you a silly example, well, it's not so silly because you've had children as well, but if you ever had a baby who wouldn't sleep, I mean, you know, as a mom, that's so, so difficult. There are lots of um, people out there that help with sleep therapy and all the rest, and there are different ways of doing it. And for some people, it, you know, there's that whole approach of leaving the baby to cry and then just leave them to cry a little bit longer and so on and so on. So that's one approach. And then other people go, no, 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 you don't leave your baby to cry. Those are totally different messages for the same benefit at the end of the day. There will be some people that will definitely go for the one option, whereas others will go, oh, no, she gets me. I cannot stand to hear my baby cry. So that's the solution that I'm looking for. And that's really what it's about. You know, when you're clear on what you're offering and you know which target market will be looking for that, that's when you attract those right people. So it is about getting very specific and focused. Often people are scared to do that. You know, we talk about niching and people think niching is negative. Like, oh my gosh, if I niche down, am I going to cut out half my potential clients? No, you actually don't because you attract all of your potential clients. And I think that's one of the biggest errors that I see is with people offering too many things and then they're not known for something in particular. So, Gina, you're definitely on the right road because I can see you getting more and more focused. So keep it up. Oh, thank you. And that, that's so nice to hear from you. It's coming from you because you're the expert. And because I was like, you know what? This is challenging at first, you know, but then I, as I'm learning and like you said, you really had to like niche down. That was like my first step. I really had to figure out because, you know, there's so many like life coaches out there, but what is a life coach? You know, <laughs> it could be like someone who is maybe focusing on like grief or someone who is focusing on gut issues, someone who is focusing, you know, this is all part of life. Everything is part of life. And so that's where I had a difficulty in, but, and then, but then I figured out what my niche to down. I'm not just a life coach. 
I am a alcohol-free sobriety coach for women. And that's how, like, how niche I got. <laughs> and that's awesome, Gina, because, you know, it might sound that's very, like it's very niche, but I honestly believe there's a huge pool out there full of your target market, you know, because we live in an environment that is so hugely stressful. And people deal with their stress in different ways. And alcohol is definitely one. I mean, you know more about this than I know about it, but I just thinking now from the people that I know that do battle with alcohol dependency, a lot of that's triggered by stress. I know that yours might've been triggered by other situations, but the point is for people out there who feel like they have some kind of dependency on alcohol, no matter what the cause, you have the solution to help them deal with that and that's what's so awesome and actually Gina you could of course be talking about any kind of dependency or addiction because your solution I'm assuming would probably work for you know any kind of dependency but focusing on alcohol I think is awesome because you've walked that walk and so anyone hearing your message will go oh my word I know that alcohol is my problem Gina clearly has been there she will totally understand me she's not going to judge me she's going to know what I'm going through and she's got to the other end of it and she has a solution she's the person I'm going to talk to whereas as you say another life coach that might be talking about dealing with dependency or addiction is quite broad so those people specifically battling with alcohol it's probably a little bit too broad they're like well does this person really understand what I'm dealing with? Whereas for you, Gina, it's like, I'm going for Gina. She totally gets it. And um, so, as I said, you've, you've done that so, so well. Yes. And I think that vulnerability plays a key role. Like when you start sharing your story, I think, you know, the audience or listeners will then say, find a couple of key words there. Oh, she brought that up. Oh, wow. Let me pay attention closer. You know, and as you're maybe doing your reels and you want to bring up a couple of like key topics about what you've experienced in your life and they're like, oh, I understand, you know, and then it draws the, uh, your potential clients in that way. I feel Wouldn't you agree? Totally, Gina. I think it's so important to be real because when you're real, you're approachable, you know. So I know so often we talk about authenticity and that's become a bit of a buzzword. I like how you say real because real makes you a real person. Because so often, even in, in my coaching business, you know, I, yes, I have grown a seven-figure business and it's been hard and I'm being real about that. And there have been some key challenges and I don't know everything you know, I've been blessed to have great clients, great experiences, great opportunities along the way. And I'm eternally grateful for those. And yes, I have been in business for over 20 years. But let me tell you that starting Working Women's World a couple of years ago, I was back to square one. All that, the, the fear of failure and all the uncertainty and the self-doubt and the challenges and the frustration and that feeling of, am I doing the right thing? Am I cut out for this? Should, I mean, all of that just comes straight back again. So it really doesn't matter who you are. We're all real people. We all struggle with the same things. And and I love that there are people out there that are vulnerable because you're so right. Then they tend to be so much more approachable because I obviously have mentors as well and people that I look to for advice. 
and I really have an issue with other business coaches, you know, in my area who will promise you like a six-figure business in six months. And I'm like, oh my word, I've been in business for over 20 years and I've never seen that happen. So maybe I haven't been around enough, but you know what the reality is that that is really difficult to do. And I get upset when I see that, you know, or like 10,000 followers in one month on Instagram. And I go, you know, when you sell that kind of promise, and I'm not saying it can't be done, but for most people, I don't see that being done. And when you sell those kind of promises, of course, people buy into that because who doesn't want that? But I kind of feel like that sets people up for failure. And when people don't hit the 10,000 followers in one month or the six-figure business in six months, the issue is that they then doubt themselves and they become more discouraged. They're like, well, maybe I'm not cut out for business because this is what was promised. I followed all the steps, but I didn't quite make it. And so instead of encouraging people, it's actually very discouraging. And I love it when there are big names out there that go, I battled for six years to build this business. I was in huge debt and they share the truth. That's encouraging. That's inspiring. Those are the people that I love to work with. And, and I trust that I will always be real, share my real story um, and, and be honest about the fact that it is not easy, but it can be done. And there are people along the way that will help you. And I'm one of those. I'm so happy to help you. As long as you step up and do the work, then I know we can help you succeed. Generally, though, Gina, I must find, I must say, I find with female entrepreneurs that they are doers, they are action takers, they're in there, they're not afraid of hard work. And that's awesome because the rest we can figure out. Yes. And action work is such an important piece of this whole journey of female entrepreneurship. It, action, like they always say, you know, it, it could just, be lingering in the cloud, but you need to <laughs> just put it into work. Otherwise you won't get anywhere. We can learn all these different things, but if we don't do anything, we're, we're, in, we're not headed anywhere. <laughs> so the action piece is a very important part. And I'm glad you brought that up because that is something that like, I used to be a procrastinator, used to be. But now that I stopped drinking, I love like, okay, if I'm like listening to a training, like a replay or something of some other coaching, and then I hear something that stood out to me, I will pause whatever and then get into action. And then I notice that helps me build as uh, it builds my business and it builds me, it builds my character. I feel more confident when I'm getting things done <laughs> and I feel better because I feel like, oh, I'm accomplishing something. I am doing something and it's fun in the process. And what I noticed is that when I, what this is how I used to be. Whenever I made mistakes, I would beat myself up. I would call myself names. I'd just be like, oh, you're so pathetic. You're so stupid. Why would you make a silly mistake? But I'm learning now that I, now that I have my business, if I make mistakes, it's, I feel like it's more of a learning opportunity and I'm growing because I'm making a mistake. So I find that making mistakes is okay. <laughs> so true, Gina. I think that's one of the biggest lessons as an entrepreneur because entrepreneurship, there's a lot of trial and error in it. Because every business is actually different. Sure, we can follow key steps to, to help us. And, and that's certainly what I try and do. But as you were saying, you, you've got to take that action. And sometimes it's not the right action. And when I say it's not the right action, it doesn't mean that it was a waste of time or it was something wrong or it was a failure because you're still moving forward and you're still learning no matter what you do. 
I've built seven businesses over my time. I can assure you only one of them was a seven-figure business. I mean, the rest of them, some were okay, some were dismal failures. But when I say failures, gosh, I learned so much. And the fact that I am now able to share those experiences, share the mistakes and the learnings along the way is why I'm able to have a business like Working Women's World. So now I'm so grateful for all the mistakes I made and for those so-called failures because they're the best things that I have to offer, you know, when I help other female entrepreneurs as well. So that is the exciting thing. I think that we probably have been taught, you know, right and wrong and success and failure, but actually that's not the truth at the end of the day. And I'm also big on redefining success, never mind failure, because there's that whole stereotypical success, you know, I even hate saying I built a seven-figure business because so what? In fact, when I look at the nature of my business, it's not that hard to build a seven-figure business because a lot of the work that I do is market research, which is expensive. So it's easy to get that turnover. And it actually means nothing. Um, I think that when you redefine success in terms of what you want success to be, that's what's important. It doesn't matter kind of what your revenue looks like. It's what are your goals? What do you want from your business? Because that's when you feel fulfilled. So I always go, I'd rather be fulfilled than be successful. Because you can be successful and you can hate what you do. And like I said, especially when you're overwhelmed, you can go, I don't care how much money I make. I'm out of here. I can't do this anymore. There's more to life than this. I'm not cut out for this. I'm hating every minute. And then it's clear that those, those definitions of success actually mean nothing and I think that's also why you always have to have a purpose because that's where you feel fulfilled because you know that apart from running a profitable business you're actually making a difference and that gives people meaning in life um, and I think that's that's a really key part of success yes and what I mean, I would go to you for business strategy because you said you had your first business when you were six years old. Talk about experience, right? <laughs> That's incre- that, that is absolutely amazing. <laughs> now, I do have this question. When Okay, so like right now, I'm getting busier and busier. And I'm like, well, when is the time that I need help? Like, when does somebody know that, hey, I need to hire somebody else to help me out? And who should we hire? Gina, you know what, That's I'm so glad you brought that up because as entrepreneurs, we tend to do it all. We wear so many hats and because we're so conscious of what's coming in and the costs in the business, you kind of keep doing it all yourself for as long as you possibly can. And the honest truth is until you actually look at taking on that next team member, you will battle to grow. I know that's a harsh statement, but I've seen it over and over again. It's been true in my life as well, that you can grow up to a point. And as soon as you bring one or two or however many people in, that's when you start to grow in big leaps and bounds. So for everyone listening, no matter where you are at in your business, whether you have just started out, whether you've been in business a year or two and you're really feeling the pressure of doing everything yourself, or even if you've already got a team of a few members, you always need to be looking at who is my next hire going to be? How much is that going to cost? And already start 
planning for that. So yes, you might not be ready right now to take on that new person. But if you don't start planning right now, it's not just going to happen. And it really is as simple as saying, what are the tasks that I'm doing at the moment that are not adding enough value? Where could I better use my time in my business? And who could come and do it at a cheaper price? I often get my clients to work out what they cost their business every hour. Because when you look at your total turnover for the year, and you divide it by the number of hours or working hours in the year, you can come up with a figure, and that's really what your hourly rate is worth. If someone can do a particular job at a cheaper price than that, that immediately tells you you're costing your business money. You're not saving your business money by not taking on that person. So that's always a very, excuse the pun, sobering thought when you actually work out what each hour is worth. And so I'd really encourage everyone to do that. Work out what an hour costs your business. And if someone can do it cheaper, start to plan to bring that someone in. And you know what, Gina, I always say to my clients, look at students, look at a half day option. Look at someone who comes in three days for half a day. You don't have to immediately jump in there and employ someone full time. Because yes, that's, I mean, that's a difficult leap to take, but there are so many other options. Definitely start considering it now. Yes, thank you for sharing that. Yes, because I was like, oh, when do I know when I need to hire somebody? <laughs> um, but, but you have an Instagram page for Working Women's World. And I uh, I love it because you bring on these wonderful female entrepreneurs and they share their stories and they just show, share about themselves. Um, is is your Instagram at Working Women's World? Is that, did I say that correctly? A hundred percent. So it's at Working Women's World with an A, Woman's World. Okay. <laughs> um, exactly like that. I know it's a long one. Um, but yes, Gina, I love sharing stories from other female entrepreneurs because it's all about inspiring each other. So if anyone wants to reach out to me, anyone wants to share their story, please DM me on, on my Instagram. I'd love to chat um, because at the end of the day, no matter how small or big your business is, you do inspire others. So you are making a difference. I'd love to help you share your story and your business. So by all means, reach out to me. Wonderful. And don't you really, don't you feel like, you know, women nowadays are not competing anymore, but we're actually coming together. Isn't it such a beautiful thing? It is awesome, Gina, because I think it's that whole attitude of abundance. There's more than enough work out there for everyone. So even if someone is in your same field, it doesn't matter. I think we need to support one another and help each other. So Yes, I think most people have moved towards that collaboration more than competition. And it's a lovely space to be. Definitely. Well, Ingrid, thank you so much for just sharing your story and just talking about business strategy and even helping my own business. <laughs> I appreciate you. Is there anything else you'd like to share to the audience? No, Gina, I just want to say thank you so much for having me. It's been so great chatting to you. I always feel like we could chat for hours. Oh, absolutely. But I trust, I trust that everyone enjoyed our sharing. And I just look forward to seeing your business grow and um, anyone reaching out to me. I'm so here to help them grow their business too. Wonderful. And where else can everyone find you or follow you? 
So Gina, as you said, Instagram at Working Women's World. I'm also on Facebook. I'd love to, as I said, invite people to come in and join our Butterfly Cocoon. Those are the main places you can find me. I am looking at launching a podcast. So Gina, you will definitely be on my list to come and be Yay. a guest expert. <laughs> Yay. We can chat a, Yay. We can chat a whole lot more. Um, so yes, but that would probably be the best place. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Ingrid. Appreciate Thanks, you. Gina. Thanks everyone for listening. Take care. I want to give a shout out to Feedspot. They recognized my show as being on the 50 best women's sobriety podcasts. I am super excited about that and I couldn't have done it without you. I also want to introduce my new mini course. It is called Overcoming Challenges. So if you're having difficulty in everyday life with things happening that are unexpected or you're like, how do I handle this? I have a tool. <laughs> I will leave those links in the show notes. And if you are wanting to be part of my newsletter, make sure you text the word SHINE, that's S-H-I-N-E at 1855-649-6196. Again, that's 1855-649-6196. Please make sure you leave a five-star review if this podcast is for you. Love you.